Gossip at the Corpse Cart contains graphic and explicit content that may not be suitable for some listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Gossip at the Corpse Cart. It's been forever since we've done one of these. It really does, even mm-hmm. though it's only been a month. I know. Yes, uh, we do these every month. My concept of time is not great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And with that in mind, and not given too many hints, we are recording a drunk dive after this. So and I'm gonna scare your pants ass. So get ready. Your yep. drunk dives in particular are always a fucking trip. They're a little weird. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, well anyway, I'm Lucy. Oh, I'm Kenyon. I'm Amanda. And uh, we're gonna bring you some weird headlines and some yep. of the worst things you all have ever done. And then oh uh, pr- I'm pretty heavy on the obits this month. So, Ooh, nice. yeah, I like an obit heavy month. Mm-hmm. A lot of death. Mm-hmm. Great for business. Excellent for us. <laughs> <laughs> Keep them coming. Keep up the good work, everybody. And just a reminder, if you have an idea for any component of Gossip at the Corpse Cart, we. Pretty we much do this it. based on your emails. Our so. DMs are open. And by DMs, we mean our emails. Yeah, don't DM us. It's too on hard it, to keep social, track. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, if you email. want it to be included in the episode, send an email. Mm-hmm. And I know that's that's old school. That's boomer. We're, but we're not making you fo- call us on the phone. We're elder millennials. Fax us your stories. You can <laughs> write in in a self-addressed oh stamped envelope. Can we... Please get a fax number <laughs> for just no reason. Considering how often my printer breaks, I yeah, can't no shit. bear the thought of dealing with a fax machine. At I'm any given time, fax number. there's like point one of us that has a functional printer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's always Lucy. Yeah. <laughs> we are a business. Yep. We oh. are living in a paperless world by force, not by choice. <laughs> Limitless paper in a paperless in a world. Paperless world. Okay, let's get Amazing. going with some crazy headlines from Amanda. Yeah, okay. So I I couldn't stop myself, okay? There's so much animal news from the last couple months. Oh, thank God. I couldn't stop myself. There is a theme today. There's basically an animal in every headline. (laughs) So nothing I can do about it. Here we go. This first one is out of uh, Texas Mm -hmm. and sort of Kansas. This headline reads, Pink Floyd, a flamingo on the lamb from a Kansas (laughs) zoo since 2005. Okay. At that point, that flamingo is just free. Free. No, he's on the lam. (laughs) And he's seen again in Texas. How? I'm assuming they're tagged if they're from a zoo. Uh, Okay. A flamingo that flew away from a Kansas zoo nearly 17 years ago (laughs) has been on the run ever since and was glimpsed in Texas earlier this month. On the fly. Yeah. Also, we graduated from high school 17 years ago, you guys. Okay. Oh. Stop it. Why the fuck would you say that? (laughs) Oh, my God. I just literally gagged. 
Get the bucket. Coming up on our 20-year high school reunion. Get the I've been reminded of my true age. I'm going to vomit bucket. God. (laughs) I have one of those in every room. Uh, A video posted by the Coastal Fisheries Division of the Texas Parks and Wildlife Department, (laughs) say that five times fast, shows the bird named Pink Floyd on March 10th wading into Cax Bay near Port Lavaca, about 120 miles southwest of Houston. Quote, looks like Pink Floyd has returned from the dark side of the moon, the agency <laughs> joke. So stupid. <laughs> so stupid. Did I ever tell you about the time that Bill and I um, stole connected, a flamingo connected from physically <laughs> and then smoked a bunch of weed and just laid in bed watching like Pink Floyd fan made music videos? Ish. For like fan hours. Fic- Music videos? No, like fan-made. Like like videos that are specifically for getting high, looking at pretty colors, and listening oh, to Pink Floyd. okay. You well, have very different interests than I do. Yeah. Listen, we it was nothing in very common. relaxing. There were <laughs> candles lit. We have nothing. <laughs> I cannot relate to you. <laughs> I'm on an island. So, continuing on here, when he and the other flamingos arrived at the zoo from Tanzania a few years earlier, you said Kansas. Is that right? Staffers decided it would be unethical to amputate part of the bird's wings to prevent them from flying since they were already adults. You don't say. Yeah. That bird Good is cow. fine. Leave it alone. Let yeah. it live. It's living its best life in Texas. It's 17 plus years old. Yeah, leave him it's be. fine. Yeah. Ugh. Instead, the zoo clipped the flamingo's feathers, what the staff member described as similar to getting a haircut. But in 2005, staff missed signs that their feathers needed to be clipped again. They needed a trim. And numbers 492 and 347 flew the coop. (laughs) Pink Floyd has been spotted along the Texas coast for several years, officials said. There have been other reported sightings of the bird in Arkansas, Louisiana, and Wisconsin. Oh, my God. Whoa. Yeah. Pink Floyd is believed to be about 27 years old. Criminally. Shit. And experts estimate that flamingos can live until about age 30 in the wild. Oh, so just let it live out its golden years. I know. She's a traveling, he's a traveling man. Yeah. Flamingos were long considered an invasive species in the U.S., though there is some question about whether the bright pink birds are actually native to South Florida. We may never know. Florida. Florida. (laughs) So hats off, wings off to Pink Floyd. I hope you're enjoying Texas. Or wherever you may be now. Yeah, or wherever your pink wings have carried you now. Leave God pink bless. Floyd alone. Leave Seriously. him alone. <laughs> the fucking hubris. Sorry. Seriously. <laughs> Let him eat all the shrimps he wants. Speaking of letting him eat all the shrimps he oh, wants. Oh, no. Oh, no. This <laughs> next headline. What? And there's a photo. Oh, no. Can I look at it or am I going to die? No, you can look at it. It's so cute. 
Chaos erupts as raccoon crashes through ceiling into LSU dining hall. (laughs) (laughs) Students at Louisiana State University were having dinner in the 459 dining hall when a raccoon suddenly came crashing through the ceiling. (laughs) Videos shared on social media show students screaming and climbing on top of tables and chairs. (laughs) That would be us. Oh, we would not keep our cool. No. no. As as the raccoon ran around sniffing through backpacks and food (laughs) left on tables. They have tiny hands. I know. They're the cutest. They're They're like little monkeys. Quote, the raccoon was removed from the facility and was turned over to animal control. LSU officials told McClatchy News on Thursday, February 17th. is kind of old, but I love it. LSU Dining thoroughly cleaned, disinfected, and sanitized the 459 Dining Hall prior to reopening this morning. The building has been inspected and sealed against further intrusion. Sealed? I'll add it later, but I'll play you. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to play you the audio from the video that I took this screenshot from. It's the best. I'm sending it to our chat, but I'll play it. Y'all, here's here's one of the videos that was tweeted by LSU Tiger TV. The quote says, raccoon on the loose. And uh, here is the aftermath. They're trying to get into the trash can. It's scurrying away from the people trying to get into the trash can, and everyone in the room is fucking screaming. (laughs) Quote, I'm just scared that my book bag has a disease, Danielle Gibson, a student, told LSU, Rayville, the university student's newspaper. Right now, it's funny to look back at, but at that moment, I was traumatized. My appetite is definitely gone. (laughs) Oh, no. Okay, this bitch needs to calm down. (laughs) Oh, my God. It's just a raccoon. I know. Uh, Students (laughs) cornered the raccoon by the pasta area to stop (laughs) it from running. Okay, but the pasta bar at my university was... Oh, the best. See, honestly, like, I miss the MHS lunch pasta bar. Thousand percent. Yeah, where you just fill one of those red checkered boat, paper paper boats with curly pasta, and you have, like, two sauce choices, white or red. I I always got both. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You grab a handful of parm packets, and you've got yourself a lunch. God. Anyway, then this goes on about how raccoons can carry rabies, blah, blah, blah. blah, blah, blah. Who cares? I love him, and he is now in safely in the hands of animal control, probably (laughs) re-released. Okay, so let's have more animals because they are the best. Mm -hmm. This headline reads, quote, Prancer the demonic chihuahua found a forever home after his brutally honest adoption ad went viral. Was this the one with the Victorian legs? No, I don't I don't think so. Maybe? No. Really nasty chihuahua with the bent legs. No, I don't think so. I don't think so. (laughs) This says a viral adoption ad described Prancer the Chihuahua as, quote, 
a Chucky doll in a dog's body. (laughs) But his new owner, Ariel Davis, told the People Every Day podcast that he was perfect for her. (laughs) Quote, it's been absolute heaven, even through the struggles, because life is about struggles. Nobody has a perfect nightmare. I know. (laughs) Nothing's ever perfect. It's about what you make of the situation. How many live, laugh, love pillows do you think this woman has? (laughs) That this chihuahua has pumped and torn apart. (laughs) (laughs) Prancer was a two-year-old chihuahua living in a foster home until April when his foster mom, Tiffany Fortuna, Posted a Facebook ad that described him as, quote, a 13-pound rage machine (laughs) and, quote, a haunted Victorian child in the body of a small dog. (laughs) The ad, which is no longer on Facebook, was picked up by the Twitter user H.L. Mongoose. So I'll just read it to you because it's so good. This is the ad in question. There are more screenshots of it. Okay, I've tried. I've tried for the last several months to post this dog for adoption and make him sound palatable. (laughs) The problem is, he's just not. There's not a very big market for neurotic, man-hating, animal-hating, children-hating dogs that look like gremlins. But I have to believe there's someone out there for Prancer, because I am tired and so is my family. (laughs) Every day we live in the grips of the demonic chihuahua hellscape he has created in our home. If you own a chihuahua, you probably know what I'm talking about. He's literally the chihuahua meme that describes them as being 50% hate and 50% tremble. <laughs> they totally are. If you're intrigued and horrified at how this animal sounds already, just wait. There's more. Prancer came to me obese, wearing a cashmere sweater with a bacon, egg, and cheese stuffed in his crate with him. Oh, Prancer. I should have known in that moment this dog would be a problem. So his first owner was like, just shut him up with food. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then he was probably extra rageful because he was put on a diet by this new stranger. And was wearing Uh a a cashmere sweater. He took his cashmere. probably pretty itchy. Mm -hmm. He was owned by an elderly woman who treated him like a human and never socialized him. Mm -hmm. Sprinkle in a little genetic predisposition for being nervous and you've concocted a neurotic mess, a.k.a. Prancer. (laughs) His first week, he was too terrified to have a personality. As awful as it sounds, I kind of liked him better that way. (laughs) He was quiet, just laid on the couch, didn't bother anyone. I was excited to see him come out of his shell and become a real dog. I am convinced at this point he is not a real dog, but more like a vessel for a traumatized Victorian child that now haunts our home. Prancer only likes women. No one else. He hates men more than women do, which says a lot. If you have a husband, don't bother applying unless you hate him. Prancer has lived with a man for six months and still has not accepted him. He bonds to a woman or women and takes his job of protection seriously. <laughs> he offers better protection than capital security. <laughs> oh, oh, God. That's, that's a good, like, that's, I mean, you're Too not soon. wrong. You're not wrong. 
This also extends to other animals. Have other dogs? Cats? Don't apply unless they like being shaken up like a rag doll by a 13-pound rage machine. Oh, no. This may be confusing to people as he currently lives with my other seven dogs and 12 cats. Oh, God. Foster, animal foster parents are There should be limits. Yeah. That's because we have somewhat come to an agreement that it's wrong to attack the other animals. But you know that episode of The Office where Michael Scott silently whispers, I'll kill you to Toby? (laughs) That's Prancer having to begrudgingly coexist with everyone when I'm around. We also mentioned no kids for Prancer. I think at this point you can imagine why. He's never been in the presence of a child, but I can already imagine the demonic noises and shaking fury that would erupt from his body if he was. Mm-hmm. Prancer wants to be your only child. So <laughs> and only is- if you're a woman. Yeah. Prancer needs to be a lesbian who does not want uh-huh. children's dog. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, there is a photo, If as long as it uploaded, there's a photo of Prancer on the drive and he's incredible. Yeah. So what are his good traits? (laughs) He's loyal beyond belief, although to tell you a secret, his complex is really just a facade for his fear. If someone tried to kill you, I can guarantee he would run away screeching. But as far as companionship, you will never be alone again. He likes to go for car rides. He is housebroken. He knows a few basic commands. He is quiet and non-destructive when left alone at home. And even though we call him baloney face, he's kind of cute to look at. (laughs) He also, quote, smiles when he's excited. That, like, scary dog smile where they just show all their teeth. Yeah. His ideal home would be with a single woman, a mother and daughter, or a lesbian couple. There you go. There we go. You can't live in an apartment or a condo unless you want him to ankle bite your neighbors. We already addressed the men and children situation. If you have people over, he would have to be put away like he's a vacuum. I know finding someone who wants a Chucky doll in a dog's body is hard, but I have to try. Oh. Do we have any update on Prancer? He has been adopted. Prancer has a home, obviously. And, um, oh, BuzzFeed caught up with Prancer, the viral nightmare chihuahua. And we found a story of redemption. Oh, my gosh. This picture is so cute. Prancer is fucking thriving. I'm adding this to the drive right now. Oh, he's in a cute little outfit. He's got his own sweet little bed. Yeah, he was adopted by a single woman. And he's super fucking happy. Well, there cute. you go. So I, I just added an updated Prancer I a pic. rage-filled chihuahua someday. I yeah. also could totally see that. Who hates <gasps> oh, man? Prancer. I know. Look how Aww. sweet. Well, she looks really happy. He or she, they look really happy. It's a boy, I think. Oh. I think? Yeah. He's so cute. He's got his mm. little gay pride scarf on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's a boy. I can see his whole dick in this photo. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's, it's a boy. It's the boy it's a boy oh my god i love it so congrats to prancer and his loving new home nice all right this is not an animal headline throw it out now i know but this might have been the (laughs) most this might have been the most emailed headline of the last like year okay this is you've heard this I know we've talked about this in our own private chats, but I had to go for it. This is like when entrepreneurship Mm -hmm. just goes too fucking far. Mm -hmm. 
So this headline reads, quote, how 90 day fiance star Stephanie Maddow ended up hospitalized after eating too many beans to sell her farts. She went to the hospital? Yes. <laughs> what? Stephanie's- I knew she was selling her farts. Y'all, it's incredible. I didn't also, know if there was possibly too many beans. I'm I mean, in now trouble. I'm nervous. Also, as I was reading this, I could not get that song uh, Jar of Hearts out of my head, but Jar of Farts. Do you know that song? Joke hearts. Collecting your jar of farts. <laughs> no. Tearing love apart. I don't no, know. No, you've never song. heard this song? No. Okay, I'll send it to you. Someone out there is like, yes, good job. <laughs> but it's not you two. I'll have to get my validation from the internet as per usual. Who is yeah. buying that? What is wrong with people? Well, I will say that she was doing like cam girl stuff, like mm-hmm. kind of kinky, like online mm-hmm. s- selling sex mm-hmm. type work but the, mm-hmm. when she met her Australian girlfriend with whom it didn't work out on the show. Mm -hmm. Who knew? Mm -hmm. I'm Shaq. (laughs) So Stephanie Maddow sold her jarred flatulence for $1,000 per jar. What? Okay, I'd eat too many beans too. Yep. And made over $200,000 in a two-month venture while subsisting on a diet. This is going to get you subsisting on a diet of yogurt, eggs, and beans. Okay, well, that is disgusting. And ended up in the hospital when she thought she was having a heart attack. Just adopt. It's just a a fart attack. Really old dogs. Like, yeah, who's going to know? Old like bloodhounds. Who's going to fucking even know, dude? And jar their farts and sell them. Nobody would know. No one it's would know. So nasty. Also, so for- beans are not the only thing that, that makes make you fart. fart. Anything with like a skin, grapes, apples, dairy, cauliflower. Yeah. I, I know wouldn't it doesn't need have a skin, to, but I would not need to add a thing to no, my diet. No, I could make millions in this business if people wanted to buy a jar I'm of my farts set. for $1,000. Just give Curry me the jars chicken. and the postage. All right, oh you God. hear that, ship station? Let's go. <laughs> New business. Here we go. For two months, she spent her days farting into glass jars with flower petals adorning the inside and shipping them to fans. That ruins it. Doesn't that I know. ruin it? I mean... Whatever. At that point, don't People even so just weird. just lie and say it's a fart. Yes. Right? If someone's dumb enough to buy this, get a don't... stink bomb and then right. just bomb a room and fill 30 jars at one time. Yeah. Send don't them out. eat yourself into chest pain trying to fart in jars. This is just nuts. <laughs> Remarkably, she was making $50,000 per week <gasps> in December through fart sales alone. Well, and eventually that's the sold... holiday rush, though. Well, yeah, yeah. It's a busy time of year. <laughs> Yeah, and eventually sold more than 200 grand worth of farts worldwide through the adult (laughs) website. All all, all filtered. U-L-F-I-L-T-R-D. Olfiltered. I don't know. Cute. But I don't know. There's so much about the internet I don't know. Who knew? (laughs) But yeah, yeah, I can't believe that wasn't taken. right up. But in January of 2021, she was hospitalized for what she thought was a heart attack, but turned out to be a dangerous buildup of gas inside her body from her flatulence-inducing diet. And now she says her fart-selling days are behind her. Well, we've given you lots of tips to keep it going. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, my So God. this goes on to talk about how she got into fart-selling. Uh, it's kind of barring. 
but uh, it's basically like she got a fan base on 90 Day Fiance and blew up on social media. Blew up. And yeah, farted up. <laughs> and then she got a fan request on her new website for a jarred fart for $1,000 and realized there's money to be made here. This is an untapped market. That Apparently. request was probably from Gino of the current season. Fucking He's probably. Fucking <laughs> she began regularly satisfying these requests and offering, even offering discounts during the holiday season. <laughs> oh my God. We are beyond parody. Yeah. <laughs> At one point, she sold 97 jars in two days. Oh, wow. There you go, girl. In December 2020. Yeah. In December 2020, she told BuzzFeed, quote, I think my main motivation was money, but I also thought it'd be hilarious publicity that would get a lot of people's attention. Oh, she Uh, got it. Not wrong. She She says, and it Definitely worked. My (laughs) own adult-friendly platform these past few months has made me very aware of the different types of niches and markets that are out there. Yeah. Spoken like a true mom-entrepreneur. I mean, honestly, at least she's making money. Most don't. Oh, my God. Here we go. Okay, I'm going to leave you with this. However, she was ultimately accountable for the demand and changed her diet to satisfy it. As she detailed in an Instagram video, she almost exclusively ate beans, eggs, and protein muffins. I can't. One day, she had three protein shakes and a large bowl of black bean soup merely to produce the gas she needed. No, yum. Girl, then that is not for you. I'm dropping a photo on the drive of her in her hospital bed. Imagine having to explain that to your doctors. As luck would have it, she says, once I put the jars up for sale, they began to sell like hotcakes. That hurts. (laughs) I honestly could not believe the demand. I think a lot of people have this fetish in secret. I began this venture by eating mostly protein muffins, shakes, and hard-boiled eggs. That is foul. I'm going to throw up. Fall. So she had chest pains that resulted in an anxiety attack, all like sparked by gas. So then she like thought she was having a heart attack that put her into an anxiety attack. And then she went into the hospital and has retired. Really painful. Oh, yeah. I thought I was having a heart attack and then I burped and I was like, oh, thank God. (laughs) It's nuts. So she has retired from fart selling and we wish her a speedy recovery and a diversification of her diet. (laughs) And portfolio. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I like it. I know. I got a couple more here. This next one I just could not believe wasn't a Minnesota headline, but it maybe it has happened here. Who knows? This reads, Texas man beat roommate with a stick over argument about what mosquitoes look like. (laughs) 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 Just Google it. (laughs) This is more fun. A Texas man charged with assault beat his roommate with a wooden stick after a pre-dawn fight. Nothing good happens for pre-dawn. Yeah. Stemming from an argument about mosquitoes. Victor Simone Shavers, 43, attacked his roommate and left him bloody and needing stitches. Officers responded to a residence at about 2.42 a.m. and found Shavers' roommate outside with a bloody face. The roommate told police Shavers assaulted him shortly after they argued about, quote, what a mosquito looks like. 
The affidavit says the argument escalated into a physical fight when Shavers told his roommate he, in fact, did not know what the insect looks like, while the roommate argued otherwise. So (laughs) I guess it's like once, not even necessarily an argument over what mosquitoes look like, but over whether or not you know what mosquitoes look like. (laughs) This is getting intense. Oh, no. I love it. What were they on? Uh, that's, That's the question. Shavers then grabbed a stick behind his bed and started hitting his roommate in the head with the stick at least six times. The roommate managed to grab a metal bat from his closet and hit Shavers while he was defending himself. The roommate suffered a deep cut on his left cheek and a deep cut and on the, the left side of his head. flocked. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Nothing like a fresh wound to get a mosquito over to you. Shavers was cut on the back of his head and had a swollen right hand, which was possibly broken. Shavers admitted to responding officers that officers that he struck his roommate first. Shavers was listed as an inmate in the Dallas County Jail on Thursday afternoon. He is charged with aggravated assault, causing serious bodily injury and insulting and assault causing. That just says the same thing twice. Well, a lot of these articles are written by robots. That's dumb. Okay. A representative for the Dallas County District Attorney's Office said Shavers appeared in court on Tuesday and was held on $28,000 bond. Nothing in here says anything about drugs. I have to assume there were drugs, yeah. but usually they would say something about drugs. Okay. I'm Googling what do mosquitoes look like. They're terrifying up close. Up you, like, clo- don't want to yeah, know. Up close, not great. They've got... Not cute. <laughs> not great. Uh, they have, is it six? I can't tell if it's four or six legs. I don't know, but they have like a proboscis and I'm not okay. I don't, I don't, really I don't want to go here. Tiny head. I don't want to go here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, We're about to hit mosquito season in Minnesota. So this headline just like. Very triggering. Really is triggering. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. Okay. I have two more. This next case has everything. It's got a horse. It's got a corpse. It's got a van. It's got New Jersey. Wow. Yeah. And if you thought the traffic in New Jersey was bad, you just wait. This headline reads, human corpse being transported to funeral home, ejected from van in pileup on New Jersey freeway. (laughs) No. (laughs) I knew you'd be covering this, so I didn't read this headline. Yeah. Oh, yes. no. Hit me with it. It's not good. (laughs) A multi-car crash caused a human corpse to fall out of the back of a vehicle on Route 17 in Paramus, New Jersey on Friday. Paramus. Paramus, whatever. The corpse was being transported from (laughs) its anus. (laughs) The corpse was being transported from the hospital to the funeral home when, or to the funeral, the actual funeral. Oh, God. When the vehicle collided with a horse trailer. (gasps) This is the worst possible situation. (laughs) Oh, no. Quote, during the crash, which involved a horse trailer and a funeral home livery vehicle, an ejection of mortal remains occurred. A chemistry occurred. <laughs> oh, no. Jesus. Paramus Police Chief Kenneth Ehrenberg told the Daily Voice that the corpse was unharmed in the accident. <laughs> no life-threatening well, injuries. I have uh, good news and bad news. I got good news. news and bad news. <laughs> the dead guy is unharmed. <laughs> Why did they even body? put that in the fucking Because it's brilliant. It's fucking brilliant. <laughs> it was later picked up by a different vehicle to be brought to the funeral home. <laughs> Three people were hospitalized following the crash, but none of the injuries were serious, so we can still laugh about this. 
while the horse from the trailer escaped uninjured. The horse's handler allowed the animal to eat grass on the side of the road following the collision. I have uploaded like a little Twitter uh, collage of this accident and it's complete chaos. There's like a camper on a truck. Well, that's probably the horse trailer horse on the side of the road. It's a fucking wild accident. Like these, this van is mangled. I actually kind of can't believe the corpse was unharmed. It's incredible. Check out the blog. We got some great pics. Oh my goodness. The collision occurred when a pickup truck hauling the horse trailer rear-ended a Jeep Wrangler leading to a multi-car pileup. Quote, it always comes to a dead stop by the Garden State Plaza. Don't I fucking know it. (laughs) Brittany Garbadian, the Jeep driver, told the outlet, I have a habit of looking in my rear view after I break and I saw a trailer flying and not slowing down. She added, at that second, everything happened. Loud tires screeching with boom, 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 and boom, all capital letters. <laughs> End quote. Is that the official police report? Uh, that's her testimony <laughs> as being in the accident. She was hospitalized following the accident with concussion, with a concussion and other injuries, but nothing life-threatening. Quote, I, oh, wow. Quote, I was hit so hard, my rear glass ended up on the hood of the Jeep. So, like, the rear windshield. Whoa. Exploded. Yeah. That's a serious accident. uh, Well, it's it's nuts. When these photos get up on the blog, you'll, it's like, it's a bad accident. I hit my head and nose so hard on the steering wheel, I couldn't move or get out to help anyone else. It felt like a dream. She added, very scary. The EMTs and paramedics were so helpful. Car accidents are so fucking terrifying. I'm glad nobody died except the corpse. And uh, (laughs) everyone's okay. We got a horse. We got a corpse. We got all the things. It's like one like final adventure for that. A horse and a corpse, of course. (laughs) For that dead person. Don't you think? I know. I hope their family had a good sense of humor. I would think that's hilarious unless they were like my mother. I'd be thrilled. I'd be thrilled. I would think it was rad. <laughs> I would be upset if this was a member of my family and nobody got photos of them laying out on the Jersey Turnpike. I'd be pissed. What, I'd be like, all oh, this. Run for it. Oh, what if, oh like, thumbing down the. They're thumbing a raid. <laughs> what if, like, the coast of the corpse flies out and it's just like on the side of the road, just like dead and limp, and somebody like screams like, oh my God, they're yeah. dead. Like, no, that came out of the hurt. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, okay. 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 No, they were already dead. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. <laughs> Immediately calmed down. Probably. <laughs> and then the horse just calming down, eating grass. Just eating grass, just chilling oh. on the side of the road with all this utter fucking chaos going on around it. I'm obsessed. The horse just needed to decompress. I know. He needed to get, stretch his legs. <laughs> Okay, this is my last headline. This is also definitely douche of the month. And maybe the final straw on the I don't want to be on this planet anymore camel's back. Okay. We were teetering already for a while. I've been teetering for years. (laughs) This is from the New Jersey Brief. I guess we also have a Jersey theme Mm -hmm. this month. I love that. Oh, okay. This headline reads, quote, (laughs) Indiana. Oh, I guess it's not out of New Jersey, but it's just in a New Jersey publication. I don't know. I don't care. Nothing makes sense. Indiana egg farmer transported to hospital with a live adult chicken stuck in his rectal cavity. Don't abuse animals. Animals. What the fuck? Just put other safe things up your booty hole. No one cares that you like your booty hole. 
Pumped yeah, up. Put whatever inanimate <laughs> object you want. Leave the animals alone. Yeah. No animal wants to go up there. No. I fucking can't. Besides, a like, farm owner. For, well, yeah. <laughs> put all the tapeworms in your asshole you want. They want to be there. Mm-hmm. A farm owner from Shelbyville, Indiana. Uh, was transported to the hospital, or Shelbyville in Indiana. So maybe this is a New Jersey person? I don't fucking know. In Indiana, was transported to the hospital in, a, in critical condition late last night with an extremely agitated hen more than half buried in his rectum. At least he's still alive. That's Good God. disgusting. Around 11.30 p.m., Shelby County paramedics were called to answer a medical emergency concerning a serious accident involving a farm animal. It's not a fucking accident. No. You shoved this animal in your ass, you asshole. <laughs> yeah. God. Upon arriving to the site, they found 57-year-old Christopher Adams inebriated, you don't say, bloodied and naked on a henhouse floor with a loudly clucking five-pound chicken sticking out of his rectum. Maybe she was feet first. So it must have been. Otherwise, I think she'd be dead. Yeah. Yeah, because how could she breathe? The paramedics briefly tried to remove the agitated bird from its uncomfortable position, but to no avail and decided to transport Mr. Adams and the bird to the MHP Major Hospital. If, yeah, if it was feet first, those talons are no joke. She might have been clinging for dear life. Oh, God. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, fuck this guy. Like, if you're going to do this to an animal, I'm sorry that your ass is getting torn up by hen talons. Kind (laughs) of deserved it. Mm -hmm. That's my hot take. At the very Uh, least. According to Dr. Aurelius Thomas, please marry me, I love you, who extracted the bird after an extremely delicate seven-hour surgical intervention. Oh, wow. My God. Both the man and the animal would have died if they had waited longer. Oh, the bird was dying of suffocation, so it was headfirst when it got here. It had already badly lacerated the patient's bowels in a desperate attempt to get out and was still gashing at it like crazy. Ah! It might not have been beak first. It might have just been so compressed it couldn't breathe. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. The hen was finally extracted around 730 in the morning, suffering only minor physical injuries from its ordeal, while Mr. Adams necessitated seven blood transfusions <gasps> and more than 780 stitches. Oh, I wonder what my his hospital God. bill was. You know what? Good. I wonder what he told his Good, wife. Good, fucker. I'm glad that bird is fine and that you are I torn I hope that bird pieces. and all of those birds are no longer in this man's care. His care. Yeah, seriously. Dr. Thomas says it's a miracle that both the farmer and the animal are still alive and questioned what caused the bird to get stuck in there. I mm-hmm. fucking wonder. Uh, you get one guess. Yeah. Quote, I don't really know how the bird got in there. Both getting it out uh, was so complicated and damaging that I can't imagine that getting it in could have been any fun either. Dr. Thomas, who extracted the hen from Mr. Adams' rectal cavity, says it's a miracle that both the man and the animal survived. <laughs> rectal cavity. Rectal cavity. Just uh, a reminder really recent. to donate blood. Yeah. Seriously. To, to, to the hens, not to the this man, but whatever. Oh, God. Mr. Adams has not regained consciousness yet to explain his version of the events, but the Shelby County Sheriff's Department and the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals have both launched investigations on the incident. 
The ASPCA has taken the hen into custody for the duration of its investigation and will treat it for any possible symptom of post-traumatic stress syndrome. I hope that that hen and all those hens just get to live out the rest of their lives and die of natural causes and not be eaten. And never be a chicken nugget. You've been through enough. Yeah. Yeah. And those are my headlines. You're my headlines. Headlines. <laughs> my headlines. Wow. Oh, okay, I know. A lot to unpack. And we can unpack it. It's been a lot. Over a little uh, sponsor, sponsor break. break. Yeah. Sponsor <laughs> break. I need a break. We'll be right back. So there are all sorts of gimmicky things on the market that promise you a great night's sleep. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I can't even start to name all of these things where it's like, really? I've probably tried them all. Absolutely you have, yes. <laughs> but I don't care what kind of toppers you have or how heavy a blanket might be. At the end of the day, it's just lipstick on a pig. If you are sleeping on a terrible mattress, guess what? Your sleep is going to be terrible. It is that simple. And that is why we strongly recommend checking out a purple mattress. Yeah, the mattress is foundational to a good night's sleep. Literally. And purple mattresses are the best, hands down, on the market. And that is because only purple mattresses have the Gel Flex Grid. It is a super stretchy, ultra squishy material that adapts and flexes around pressure points and doesn't retain heat. So the Gel Flex Grid is amazingly supportive for your back and legs. You guys know that I have chronic back pain. We do, yes. And it also (laughs) cushions your shoulders, neck, hips. I got curvy hips. And no matter how you sleep, I'm a thrasher. You are a a wild sleeper. I sleep side to side. I, on my stomach, I'm all over Starfish. Yeah. (laughs) Everything. (laughs) And unlike memory foam, which, like, remembers everything and can get really hot and can just, like, collect all of your skin dust I don't, over the it's years. Like you're sleeping in pudding. It's not great. Eh, no, I don't like traditional memory foam. Thanks to the Gel Flex Grid, purple mattresses bounce back as you move and shift and thrash. <laughs> so you'll never have that I'm stuck feeling that you get with memory foam. I have two purple mattresses in my house. I have a lot of purple pillows. It's just the best. So try your purple mattress risk-free with free shipping and returns, and financing is available too. So getting a great night's sleep starts with having a great mattress. Get a purple mattress. Go to purple.com slash gals10, G-A-L-S-1-0, and use code GALS10. For a limited time, you can get 10% off any order of $200 or more. That's purple.com slash gals10, code gals10, for 10% off any order of $200 or more. One more time, purple.com slash gals10, promo code gals10, terms apply, and treat you sleep. Trade it. It kind of seemed for a while like I was finding more of my hair in the shower drain, which can always feel a little alarming like, why are clumps of hair coming out? You have a lot of hair. And I have a lot of hair. And so I was trying different things. I was trying different shampoos and serums and all this stuff. And nothing was really working until I found Vegamore. 
So now, after using it for several months, my hair is looking even thicker and fuller than usual. It looks amazing. I, you know, I got my hair did. I'm getting compliments. I'm just... I'm loving my my hair game and life right now, thanks to Vegamore. You are living your Goldie Hawn days, <laughs> and you look amazing. <laughs> Vegamore is a transformative 100% vegan formula and takes a clean, holistic approach to hair health that leverages smart botanicals, clinically proven to promote visibly thicker, fuller, longer-looking hair. Vegamore's Grow Revitalizing Shampoo and Conditioner Kit and Grow Serum work together to create visibly thicker hair and improve hair from the roots. So like Kenyon said, it's not going to fall out so frequently. It's just going to look fresh and clean. Like if babies were born with hair, it would look like a baby's hair. (laughs) That is (laughs) fresh and how it's supposed to look. It is so easy to use. Just massage the shampoo into your scalp for 60 seconds, then follow up with the conditioner. And for prime results, follow up your wash routine with one daily dropper full of the serum. The serum. I have the world's thinnest hair, and that serum is really... It's working. My ponytails look a little bit healthier these days, I'll say that. So you apply this to your scalp, you massage it in, and you're done. It's just that fast, it's just that easy, and Vegamore products are an essential part of my daily hair care routine, and also my makeup routine, because I have... I use their lash and their brow serum also mm-hmm. because it helps wherever you grow hair and you want more of it, which includes yeah, my brows and my lashes. Gen Z babies, I don't care what the trend is now. Do not overpluck your brows. You'll be sorry. We're, we're, we're sticking with the luscious thick brows. Okay. Yes. 2001 affected my face pretty much permanently. So I'm trying to go back in time here. All Vegamore products are 100% vegan and cruelty-free and never contain parabens or hormones. Vegamore has something for everyone looking to improve their hair health. They help give you back healthy, beautiful-looking hair without harmful chemicals. And best of all, Vegamore has a 90-day money-back guarantee. And even better, 91% of customers say they saw visibly thicker hair with Vegamore in just three months of use. And my own personal bonus, it smells really good. It does, and the packaging is really nice. So give Vegamore a try, risk-free, for 90 days. You're going to love them as much as we do. Go to vegamore.com slash gals, G-A-L-S, and use that code gals to save 20% on your first order. That's V-E-G-A-M-O-U-R.com slash gals. Use code gals to save 20% at vegamore.com slash gals and treat your hair. Treat it. Are we ready for some coven confessions? Always. Yes. It's my favorite thing. I don't know if we have a, th- we might have a theme. I think the theme. We'll find one. I think the theme is overly complicated. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> like, like all these people got into trouble because they did too much. <laughs> Maybe. The theme is calm down. Always take off one accessory before leaving the house, people. (laughs) Okay. We're just going to get right into it. Quote, the worst thing I've ever done is more the most complex scheme I've ever pulled successfully because it's honestly not something that I regret, but it was hella complex and definitely a scheme. I love the no regrets. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're the best. When I was in middle school, I had a friend named Jessica, which is a common enough name, so I feel like I can just call her Jessica for this. Yeah, that works. (laughs) 
The summer between sixth and seventh grade, so when we were 12, she started Oof. having sex with a gross neighbor who was 17. Anything that's about this. not good. That's not good. Which, okay, that's maybe not legally pedophilia, question mark, but it is, though. I mean, it's statute. Nah, oh, I guess he's under 18. It depends yeah, on the state. It depends on the yeah. state because yeah. 12 is Roll young. real young. So it might be so young that any age mm-hmm. partner would be. Anyway, whatever. It's fucking, we all agree it's gross. Yeah. And not okay. So I was really disturbed by hearing about this, which I uh, did say in detail, like daily, and nothing I said about how he was obviously a huge creepy loser if he couldn't find girls his own age Mm -hmm. dissuaded her. So I went on a mission to save my friend from this creep, but I couldn't just tattle because she would tell everyone that I was a tattler. First of all, if you're you're worried about being called a tattler, you are dead. Definitely too not young old to enough have sex. sex. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> way too young. Wow. Well, she wasn't having. I sex. know, but you know well, what right. I mean. The, yeah. the it's They're, just she's a in the sign age bracket. of how young they are. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I already kind of had a tattly reputation, <laughs> so I decided to nork. F- this is this is me. <laughs> yeah, you're the Kenyan. So I decided to forge documentation about an STI from a fictional doctor and mail it to her parents. Okay, well, that's brilliant. <laughs> I love this. It goes terrible and brilliant. Way more in depth. And also the entire time I want you to imagine a 12-year-old doing this. I went onto the web 1.0 internet and, <laughs> and downloaded a watermark. Capital T, the web. <laughs> I used my CD-ROM, downloaded a watermark image from a doctor's office a few towns over, popped it into paint, and created stationery from the office of Dr. McNulty. That's Listen, this is brilliant. Smart. Yeah, This is brilliant. This kid's going places. Mm. I wrote out a form letter about Jessica's name being given as a sexual partner of Creepy Loser when he tested positive for chlamydia, the only STI I had heard of. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good... And that this letter was... spell it? It's hard to spell. If you can search for a watermark on the internet, you can search how to spell chlamydia. I hope they thought that much through. And, and that person's now a graphic designer. Right. <laughs> and that this letter was her official notice to be tested. I printed it, signed it with my left hand so it had a doctor scrawl. Brilliant. And put it in the matching envelope I had created. Wow. You went for Smart. it. Then when I went to visit my grandmother in the town I pulled the header image from, I popped it into the grocery store mailbox so that the postmark would match. Oh, my this God. This is so deep, dude. I Wow. I hope you're bitch. a spy. Yeah. yeah. You should commit fraud because yeah. you're good at it. I mean, you did. You did commit Literally. fraud. Uh-huh. And more importantly, so that it would never be traced back to me because I would then be known as a tattletale. Yes, most importantly, don't want to be a tattler. When her parents got the letter, they put Jessica in Catholic school and moved across town so she wasn't near the neighbor anymore. Oh, I mean, no. Bye-bye. Oh, I mean, you, they must have been pissed to you, move. You got to mm-hmm. do what you got to do. If your 12-year-old is being 
raped and think, by yeah, the 17-year-old next door. Yeah. I'd fucking move. Yeah. But I also don't regret it because 100% she was being abused and didn't see it herself. And that creepy loser deserved to get his balls cut off. If I'd known his parents' names, I would have sent a fake letter to him about how he had a rare condition that required castration. But alas. Incredible. <laughs> Might not have been quite as believable, but I love the effort. Yeah. Yeah. That's epic. That I is epic. That. At the same time, I feel like it's okay to tattle if your friend is being abused. Oh, yeah. Just tattle. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go through all that. Yeah. Just fucking tattle. Yeah. Yeah. Tattle. It's okay to but, tell parents sometimes if someone mm-hmm. is, if it's serious. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But now you're an adult, so you know that. So I don't know who I'm talking to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all of the 12-year-olds that are listening yeah. to this podcast. Oh, God. God no. Turn please, it off. Please don't. <laughs> please Turn don't. Turn it off. You're too Turn young to off. be this jaded. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Next story. Quote, when I was in college, I was helping my boyfriend and his roommate move out of their apartment. They had to have all their things out of the place by 5 p.m., but it started raining at 4 p.m. and there was still a ton of stuff that we needed to take to the dumpster out in the parking lot. Oh, my God. I'm having flashbacks. (laughs) I know. (laughs) The number of times. I can't. God. We didn't feel like taking a dozen trips back and forth to the dumpster in the rain. And that's when I remembered that the guys still had a key to their friend's apartment across the hall. Dump it there. Done. <laughs> How could you? <laughs> it never would have occurred to me. The friend had moved out the month before and the apartment was currently unoccupied. So we oh, it's perfect. So we oh moved all the junk <laughs> from their old apartment into the empty one. Victimless crime. You I mean, are a schemstress. <laughs> yeah. That never I would do this in a heartbeat. Oh, slide. It's what I do. Slide. It's all I do. Slide. We were all pretty proud of ourselves and even set the place up to look like someone was living there. Yeah. Plates and kitchen things in the cupboards, sofa and coffee table in the living room, clothes in the closet, and a three foot tall orange traffic cone in the bathtub. This is Unpack, more work take a load than up. just. <laughs> Oh, my God. Anyway, I feel bad for whoever had to clean up that mess. I keep imagining a leasing agent bringing people to the place to show it and getting freaked out that they had squatters. (laughs) But I'm not sorry. I got out of carrying a sofa to the dumpster in the rain. I love that it was not. It was just to avoid having to walk outside with the trash. Yep. I am obsessed. That's brilliant. I love you. No notes. No notes. (laughs) I just... I guess it is brilliant. I never would have thought of it. No. I would have done that at my Fetterson apartment so fast. That place was such a dump. And they would have, like, deserved it to have mm-hmm. me just leave my trash in, a, in an adjacent apartment. Yep. Like, uh, fuck them. My cousin rented a house in college in Iowa City, and their landlords were real assholes, as most mm-hmm. landlords are. And so... Like last weekend of school before everybody moved out, they had a beach party in their house. (gasps) Fill it with sand. Filled it with sand. Yeah. And then just ate the security deposit, just left. That's you know what? That's what we should have fucking done. We had piece of shit landlords who kept our security deposit really unjustly. Mm Mm-hmm. And I don't know why, but we, we, like, left the place in pristine condition knowing that they were going to cheat us out of our security deposit. Like, why oh, didn't we yeah. trash that place? You don't even have to trash it. People, fucking shitty landlords are going to keep your mm-hmm. goddamn deposit. Yeah, inside of the don't oven's dirty. Shit. 
Yeah, just fucking leave. We scrubbed it. Like, I don't know what I was thinking. Like, if I could go back and tell myself something Mm -hmm. useless, not like lottery numbers, I would be like, (laughs) just trash that place because they're assholes. Just fucking leave it. One of our like move out checklists had clean the walls or wash the walls. And we were like, wash the what? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I was out there. Turns with, out it is a thing mm-hmm. with a fucking magic eraser to every wall, like. And they also had like suckered us into it. They were like, "Go ahead, hang your art, like we mm-hmm. whatever." And then at the end, they were like, "Well, you know, it's you fucked up all the walls. Yeah. You weren't supposed to do that." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Fucking assholes. Anyway, hate them. Okay, next one again. Still just doing too much by by. By maybe doing too little. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Quote, I was in my mid-20s, recently single after a 10-year relationship. I was wild and free, living in NYC. Fourth of July, I went to Coney Island with a group of friends that included a couple other straight females and a band of fabulous men. We got wasted hanging on the beach, watching the hot dog eating contest and wandering the boardwalk. Sounds so fun. This sounds like heaven. Yeah. At some point, our group decided to buy tickets to the freak show. (gasps) Don't remember making that decision, but attached is photographic proof. Oh, God. Which I am not sharing. Oh, my God. We ended up sitting all the way in the back row. The seating was basic bleachers like in a gym, so we were pretty high up. At the time, I was only wearing a tiny American apparel dress and a two-piece swimsuit underneath. At some point during the show, I really needed to pee. Yes. Do it on the bleachers. 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 In my drunken state, I decided the best course of action was to just slide my butt backwards off the seat. Yes. Pull my swimsuit over just enough so I could yes. pee off the top bleacher. Oh, you know, Correct. if you've been drinking enough, move. it I like, have, does not matter. I have, this is a canyon move. I have popped a squat in the middle of a crowded outdoor yep. concert. Yep. 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 When you have to pee frequently, there's you can't attend a concert without no. peeing when you need to pee. Yep. And the, lo- the porta potty lines. It, no. no. It's too much. It's too the much. whole evening. So I thought I was being so sneaky and no one would notice. The <laughs> pee landing 15 feet below was so loud oh that my... <laughs> My, oh, you can hear it. Can't you hear it? Yeah. Yes. Was 15 <laughs> feet below. That's a waterfall. Whoa. And it's a drunk piss, so yeah. it's, a, it's yeah. big. Yeah. There's no controlling yeah. the, There's force. the, the torque. Yeah, yeah there's, there's torque. <laughs> <laughs> that my friend sitting next to me looked over and asked, are you peeing? Yeah, honey. <laughs> Yeah, honey. <laughs> <laughs> he looked down through the cracks to see a stream directly from me to the yeah. ground. <laughs> and steam coming up. No, the steam. <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, the no. Steam. The steam is the best part. I can't with the steam. It's just coming out of her skirt. No, <laughs> like from the ground. Yeah, oh, no, I know. Oh, my God. <laughs> I simply said, nope, and fixed my swimsuit and straightened back up. <laughs> sure not. <laughs> I don't know what, what you're talking ridiculous about. ridiculous question. That's what I always do. Nope. What are you, crazy? No, I'm not peeing off the bleachers. <laughs> Just <laughs> gaslight the person who <laughs> called you out. 
The rest of our little group was looking at me and each other confused. <laughs> I continued without skipping a beat to pretend nothing had happened. We didn't. Yeah, I don't know what you think you saw, but you didn't. You're just drunk. Yeah, what are you, drunk? <laughs> this tent just already smelled like piss. Yeah. Honestly, I'm shocked anyone noticed. We didn't talk about it again after that, and luckily no one that worked there noticed. The worst part is that even though we were sitting on the bleachers, we were definitely inside a building. (laughs) 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 I was picturing it was like a tent over dirt. Okay, but to be fair, though. (laughs) Like a football bleachers. Technically, like, okay, picture the Minnesota State Fair yeah. with, like, the, the horse barn. Yeah. yeah. Technically, that's inside a building. Yeah. And who so would might be a dirt floor. To be fair, though. <laughs> Sorry, Coney Island Freak Show. I didn't mean to be disrespectful. You just got to go when you got to go. I'm sorry, Coney Island freak show. I'm pretty sure you were doing the disrespecting before this happened. Think you're good. (laughs) You're fine. I think your piss is the least of the issues with all of that. (laughs) Jesus Christ. We have another. Yeah, the the complicated. That's the theme. (laughs) Fifteen. This is you can hear it. I can hear it so clearly. Yeah, against the ground, so fucking clearly in my mind's ear. (laughs) Okay, quote. So a little background. My sister and I are about twelve years apart, and by the time I was in middle school, she was a mother of two. That's wild. Yeah, love it. I'm actually closer in age to both my nephews than her. Fabulous. Because she and her husband at the time worked, and our mom had two jobs. Most most of the babysitting fell on me, which I was happy to do. I love my baby nephews, and they were very easy kids. So easy, in fact, <laughs> that I would leave them alone for hours at a time without oh telling God. anyone. <laughs> oh, my God. They're fine. <laughs> I'll teach you. Do you remember how to that. dial 911? Yeah, just leave I'm them going a, out. Leave them a note with the important numbers. Teach them how yep. to use a telephone, and oh. they're fine. Bad. Telephone and television, you're good to go. Yep. Oops, but in fairness, I had ho <laughs> things to do. Just <laughs> doing ho stuff. I love this. Anyway, so at the time I was about 15 and I had just started sleeping with the guy who would become my long-term high school boyfriend. I think everyone goes through that phase when they're teens, when they're just fucking every two seconds because they can. Sure. <laughs> and I yeah. was certainly no exception. One day, my sister got called into work to cover a shift and ditched the boys, who were eight and four. Okay. Well, the eight-year-old can watch the four-year-old. It's fine. Uh, four. They can basically drive at that point. I, I think Good. it's fine. Yeah. So she, she had to babysit super last minute. Normally, this would be fine, but I had just finished my period, and I was ready to go. Good oh, Lord, yeah. child. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hormones are crazy. They really are. So I invited my boyfriend over anyway. We hung around the boys for an hour or so until I just broke and dragged my boyfriend into his car to make out. (laughs) Well, one thing led to another and we were not so dry humping for for a decent chunk of time. I figured, hey, what's the harm? We're still in the driveway. If anything happens, they'll yell. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They'll yell. Oh, my God. No, this is my horny brain talking. Don't trust it. 
(laughs) (laughs) Now, no one had warned me that when you have car sex, you're really risking injuring something if you, like me, are an idiot. (laughs) Okay. And long story short, when I tried to sexily climb on top of my boyfriend and ride him... I somehow managed to pinch a goddamn nerve in my neck. Yeah, <laughs> this sounds about right. Yeah, I th- I feel like I've done this very <laughs> move. Car sex is the worst. Yeah, it's, there's a reason you stop doing it after 15. Unless it's like an SUV with a roomie folding down backseat. A Dodge Caravan. Into that the doesn't even yeah. count as car sex. Right. Then yeah. that's, yeah, that it's basically camping. sex. Yeah. yeah. They say, I think I did this by dramatically swinging my head back. (laughs) God. I have no idea, but I'm sure I thought I was being sexy. You can have car sex. It's just never cute. No, it's not cute. This sounds like me hurting myself, like checking my blind spot while driving. (laughs) Like, I can't take these risks anymore. (laughs) Sneeze too hard and I've like slipped a disc. It's over. I am a huge baby with pain, so I wailed like an idiot until my boyfriend very sweetly pulled me off him, tucked me into the passenger seat, and took me to Walgreens down the road for some Tylenol and one of baby Tylenol, one of those sticky patches with the heat treatment. (laughs) Meanwhile, the eight and four year old are just alone in the house. I cannot. We couldn't have been gone more than 10 minutes when I noticed uh-huh. my sister's car was in our driveway. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> so I'm in massive amounts of pain, and I know my sister is going to hand my ass to me. Uh-huh. So I immediately burst into tears. <laughs> my boyfriend held my hand, and my sister, who watched us pull up and was furious, came to the car. When she got closer and noticed the patch around my neck and my wailing, she just kind of stared at us like, like, what? I couldn't even form coherent sentences. So this is where my boyfriend for the best <laughs> stepped in and became the king of first boyfriends. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Just lie. <laughs> he pulled this bullshit story out of his ass about us getting sideswiped when we were going to pick up lunch for everyone and how I got the brunt of the accident. My sister is a total mama bird, and because his car was so beat up, she bought it without question. That was going to be my next question. (laughs) Incredible. It was just already a piece of shit. She didn't even think twice. (laughs) That's why I think that's one of my favorite parts. The rest of the night... My entire family doted on me, telling me how much they loved me and how how they were so glad I was all right. My mom left work early and picked up my favorite super pricey Chinese food. Yes, yes. (laughs) That is the win right there. My sister brought me a bunch of her DVDs so I could relax in bed and recover. Oh, honey. Wow. Worst of all. (laughs) Oh, God. Worst of all, my sweet baby nephews made me a card that said, among other things, (laughs) I'm glad you're still alive. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's so fucking good. Holy shit. Still pinned up at my mom's house in yes. my old room, and every time I look at it, I remember the boys. 
consoling me after I ditched them for car sex (laughs) (laughs) In reality, this bitch was just trying to look cute during car sex while she was supposed to be babysitting her nephews. Holy shit. That's what happened. It's so good. And then the teenage brain of like, oh shit, let's both go to Walgreens. Yeah. And just fully leave them. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. This is a good one. This is a good one. Yeah. So that one's incredible. All right. We've got one more. I (laughs) hope the sister listens to this. You know who you are. (laughs) (laughs) The Chinese food part is so good, too. Oh, I knew that would get you because you loved your pricey Chinese food when we were growing up. Happy Garden, too, man. Yes. It was such a treat. It really Mm -hmm. was. Okay. Quote. I'm Happy Garden 2. <laughs> 2. What happened to Happy Garden 1? No idea. Never knew uh. of it. Hmm. <laughs> it didn't exist. It Never was just <laughs> Happy Garden 2. Happy Garden 2. Oh, such a treat. Like, we did not have the money to eat out very often, like, ever, mm-hmm. if ever. It was the best. Okay. So, quote, I'm four years younger than my sister. When I was about nine, I started borrowing her clothes without her knowledge. Since Been there. Since she left for school before me. This is Amanda. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How many times did you get your period in her bathing suit? Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> when I was about nine, I started borrowing her clothes without her knowledge since she left for school before me and came home after me. I would usually just put them back in her closet or drawers dirty, and she never knew. Sure. I got away with this for years until I started borrowing her sexy thong underwear. Oh. A thong is a little too far. Up the butt. (laughs) Puberty is a real bitch. Mm -hmm. (laughs) One day she came storming into my bedroom, throws me down on the bed, and shoves her underwear in my face yelling, (laughs) is this from your vagina? Oh, God. Incredible. After apologizing and promising not to wear her clothes anymore, I obviously kept doing it. And (laughs) I obviously kept doing it. And And apparently just couldn't grasp the concept that my vagina is now a constant, leaky, complicated responsibility. (laughs) Yeah. uh, Yeah. That's a tough. uh, That's a tough pill to swallow. Ew. She, it's true. She kept catching me due to my vaginal secretions. Yeah. And I kept getting into fights with her over it until she finally just took me shopping for my own sexy underwear. Oh, that's a good, good sister. That is a good that is sister. such a good I would sister. Never have done that. No, for you no. would have literally killed her. Yep. I have <laughs> thrown her on the bed and shoved shit in her face out of fury before, though. <laughs> we were quite physical yes, growing you up. Were. <laughs> Ashley and I were, too. Got scars to prove it. <laughs> so, so the shopping for her own sexy underwear, which actually led to me being very popular in middle school because... <laughs> oh, God. Your sister got you laid. <laughs> because I got pantsed in gym class the first week of school. <laughs> and my thong made quite an impression. Yeah, well, that backfired. The bully really did not see that coming. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Thanks, sister, for introducing me to new things. (laughs) Because I got 
pants the first day oh of gym class. Oh my god. <laughs> Poor thing. Who pantses? That's so sad. Don't pants. <laughs> oh my god, that was a I'm good one. We're going to launch an anti-pantsing <laughs> campaign. My vagina Mothers is against now pantsing. a constant leaky complicated responsibility. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It is. Yeah. Oh, she is. Oh, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. So those are the coven confessions this month. <laughs> Fan fucking tastic. Really good. God, this was a fabulous batch. Oh my god. Keep them coming, people. This is yeah. my favorite part of the month. <laughs> yeah. They're so good. They're so good. We're all just very. We're all just fragile. leaky responsibilities. Yeah, <laughs> You're also one pantsing away from being either the most popular girl at school <laughs> or, or the, the most bullied girl <laughs> yeah, at school. Exactly. Yeah, Really, really heavy implications for your choice of underwear that morning. We're all hanging on by a, a thong thread. <laughs> by a pantsing. <laughs> oh, my God. So, yeah. Okay. Send us your coven confessions oh to the email. God. So good. All <sighs> right. Let's hear another quick word from our sponsors. Let's daw. All right, are we ready for Corner Corner? Yes. Maybe. It's mostly opits. I'm hoping I don't have to walk away with a new fear. Uh, I would not trust you to not give you a new fear. I have have no idea what's coming, but I do know Lucy. (laughs) Well, okay, so I have an article for us to start us out, and it's from 2013. Um, so it's old and not all of the information is still pertinent, but I thought it was still pretty interesting in terms of the delicate balance of the ecosystems that we share with all sorts of our animal friends. Hmm. Back to the animals. Why are animals this month? More animals. Okay. Animorphs. So this is from the Daily Mail. A flock of vultures devoured the body of a woman just minutes after she fell to her death while hiking in the Pyrenees Mountains in France. Okay, but Minutes. she was dead. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, presumably. Then I'm okay. The woman, age 52, had been hiking with two friends when she fell about a thousand feet. Don't hike. Down the side of a steep mountain. Oh, God. Ugh. That is a long fucking fall. Police believe she died from injuries sustained during the fall. No shit. Yeah, you don't say Okay, that said, vultures are known to be able to sniff out the gaseous chemicals emanating from a dead body more than a mile away. Emanating from a jar of farts? Yeah, did they even have time to emanate if it was just minutes after she died? Well, Maybe they smelled her farting in fear on her on her plunge. They might have been like stalking her a little bit. Now this is what I'll get I'll get to um, this. God damn it. Vultures, are you kidding me? Vultures are so cool, but they're so scary. Utterly bone chilling. Oh yeah. they're horrifying. They're probably my, utterly they're probably bone my favorite bird, but like so scary. What? I, they're so, How are vultures your they're favorite bird? So Smart. I thought you liked owls. I do like owls. They're what also, about crows? They're, I Ravens. like a lot of birds, guys. Oh, but <laughs> no, let me get one as a pet. Okay. No, definitely not as a pet. Kenyon gets a pet vulture. Oh, my God. They're so scary. And in, Take it for walks. In South Africa, there were like a bunch of different types, and they were just huge. Yeah, so these are called griffin vultures. <gasps> and there's a picture on the drive, which will be on the blog. 
They're just like the scary, the scary, the scary vultures. They're so scary. Okay, quote. Their collars. Yeah. When we first went out in the helicopter looking for the body, we saw numerous vultures without realizing what they were doing, Mm. says Major Didier Pericou of the local Mm. police. But by the time the police reached the body, there was little to recover. Oh, Quote, there were only bones, clothes, and shoes left on the ground, Pericou said. They took 40 to 50 minutes to eat the entire body. Wow. That's too fast. That is too fast. I don't like that. And that's like 40 to 50 minutes since she fell. I don't, I don't like that. Nope. Nope. The griffin vultures, or gyps fulvus. Vulvus. Vulvus. That consumed the body have been under considerable stress as their primary source of food, which is the carcasses of cattle or other livestock, are no longer available throughout much of Europe. Keep in mind, oh, this is so 2013. They were hungry. Due yeah. to concerns about the spread of mad cow disease, animal carcasses mm. are now burned per European Union regulations. Yeah. Got so it. this was like finally we get sense. a big chunk, juicy, yeah. fresh meal. Yeah. Bull. As a result, they the fucking sc- went ham. Mm-hmm. As oh. a result, the scavengers are reportedly becoming increasingly aggressive, and some farmers claim vultures are now attacking live animals. Don't like that. Let's stay the course with only eat what's dead. <laughs> Send that memo to yeah. the vultures. Stay the course. Attention, vultures. Stay the course. Stay the course. CC other carnivorous birds. CC. <laughs> Somebody tell the hyenas. Yeah. BCC the farmers. Yeah. Yeah. Worldwide, populations of vultures are under increasing stress. In parts of Asia, vultures have largely disappeared because farmers o- often use the anti-inflammatory drug di- dick- diclofenac. <laughs> yep. Diclofenac on I their livestock. I got some of that in the cupboard. <laughs> I do. Dip- Wait, Diplo. actually? Diplomaniac. Yeah, yeah it's wow. just like it's like ibuprofen, I think. Well, it's fatal to vultures. I think. I've been taking it for years. <laughs> you are an insane person. I think it's ibuprofen, kind of. <laughs> still kicking. Takes the edge know. off. Takes the edge off. Yeah, it's just. Edge of what? What are you trying to take Reality. off? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's a non-steroidal anti-inflammatory medication. The, it's over the reality of my existence. Of life, yeah. <laughs> the responsibility of her leaking vagina. Yuck. <laughs> I can't take this burden anymore. Oh, my God. Okay, so. The farmers feed their cattle this drug, and the drug is fatal to vultures. Mm. So after many... So were they using the drug to treat mad cow or, like, prevent mad cow? Why were they giving them the, the cows the drug it in the first It just place? says it's an anti-inflammatory. Okay. So I don't know. It could be anything. They could have a headache. Mm. <laughs> How do you know if a cow... Okay. After many years of population declines, however, some vulture populations have started to rebound as diclofenac has been banned, Kenyon. Mm. What? It's been banned. For animals. Maybe for cows. Yeah. yeah. Not for humans. Not in it's South like, Africa. Still using it. Good thing I'm stocked up. I got up. a guy. Yeah. <laughs> I got a diclofenac guy. I'll take it. I'll go find it in my drawer and take a picture of my diclofenac. 
Okay. I can't believe you have check the, the expiration date. Yeah. <laughs> it's let's oh whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Do you have ivermectin in there too? For all the things that you and your mother get so much anxiety about, I yeah. can't believe you have mad cow disease pills. Medicine. It's literally just ibuprofen. Whatever, it's fine. Why not just take ibuprofen? <laughs> because they don't have it in South Africa. So I have, I took what I could get. You're here now. You're well, safe I brought now. it all back with me. <laughs> uh, you should have seen the pharmacy I brought back with me. I yeah. went to my doctor in, in South Africa and I was like, look, You had America, it shipped in a everything. shipping container over like, the America ocean. Is expensive as fuck. The healthcare system is fucked. And he was like, say no more. And he wrote me a prescription for like a year's worth of like of everything. everything he had prescribed me in the last five years. Say no more, oh fam. <laughs> say no more, fam. <laughs> Here's some oxys just to be safe. No. I mean, <laughs> yes. I mean, like, I no! don't have a drug problem, so it's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> Everyone who has a drug problem says, I don't have a drug problem. I'm fine. <laughs> you super sound like someone right now who has a drug problem. It's not like I have a drug problem. <laughs> you guys, it's fine. <laughs> It's recreational. You know and then what? On I never and, should and have said a thing. Diclofenac, never heard of her. <laughs> never heard of her. I only take it on days that end with Y. Oh my God. Okay. I take it as needed daily. <laughs> I love as needed daily. I have to take it with a meal, with my meals, every <laughs> with meal. every meal. <laughs> that's what it that's what that means i drink a lot of water i have to drink a full glass of water with it i'm very hydrated <laughs> farmers in france however have renewed requests to shoot the protected griffin vultures claiming they are a threat to their livestock but conservationists claim the real threat is to the vultures yeah mm. well we are seeing three figure vulture flocks over belgium and holland these birds are fanning out across europe in search of food Says fangirling out. Says mm -hmm. Graham Madge of the Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. Grand Madge? Graham. Oh, Graham. Okay. Grand Madge. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah, the vultures were there first, farmers. Honestly, leave the vultures alone. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. frankly, they got an excellent meal. If that had been a loved one of mine to plummet to their death off of a steep cliff. Well, I'm well, pretty whatever. sure. Have them. What am I going to do I'm with it? I'm pretty that? sure that is how... Okay, so there's a... Yes, okay. So there's a type of religion. There's a Zoroastrian tradition of disposing of dead bodies by exposing them to scavenger birds. There's oh, like, well, they... like a sky burial. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They do that in, like, Tibet and... Yeah, right? The, the Parsi community, they have, like, towers where they put corpses and then the... Um, oh, my God, this article also mentions Diclofenac. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Do you feel super validated? <laughs> Amazing. Oh so, God. yeah, so the, then the, the vultures can get at the corpses, but then it, sometimes it's a problem because sometimes they'll, like, fly off with a piece and then drop it, and it's, like, <laughs> uh, located and near homes. And then you get a new human weed you that's get growing a in your yard. Tree. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Big problem. Big problem. And if people have been taking diclofenac, it's not good for the vultures. So 
You gotta place your death towers in an appropriate spot. It's all about mm. city planning. This is giving me midsummer vibes, and I love it. Okay, moving on. Please. To my first obituary. So this is from my friend Ben, and it is actually an obituary for a house. Hmm. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Yeah, it starts off strong. It gets a little boring by the end. I'm just going to warn you right now. It's also, I'm reading this straight from a picture of an old newspaper, so it is a little bit difficult to read. Okay. Okay. Okay, this is from the Dayton Daily News from Dayton, Ohio, from April 29th, 1963, which was a Monday. And the title is Old Driggs Home Torn to Pieces by Don Shelby. I was just going to say. By George Gilbert. The, uh, The huge old dowager, reformed and resolute now, went to her reward this morning in the rain. A bulldozer tugging hard on her cupola, The old girl fought well, but finally went west when half her side was torn off. Mm. And the former Nelson Driggs house. Not even a bulldozer. The former Nelson Driggs house, 3124 Home Avenue, next to McCabe Park. Sensational and wicked in her salad days, then went to pieces. What the fuck I, are salad days? I, I like need can't to understand it's a di- it, this. It's like your your uh, carefree childhood when you were green, okay, and mm. immature. They call those your salad Hated. days. I did have to look that up because I too was like, "What the fuck are salad days?" Okay, quote: She died well," said a city workman, lighting his pipe. <laughs> they don't <sighs> build them like that anymore. Wow, hips like two battleships. <laughs> Let this then be her final memoir. She deserves a full treatment. Born 75 years ago of impure origins, the 19-room beauty was almost immediately put to work. Brothel, roadhouse, counterfeiters headquarters, these and more in her first 13 years. Wow. Driggs chose the site because of its proximity to the soldier's home four blocks away and the farness of the city and its police. Veterans at the home, paid on Thursday, would be broke on Friday. They had paid a call to the Nelson Driggs house. It took the U.S. Congress itself to cope with her and the tremendous influence she exerted. A law was passed that there be no sale of intoxicants within a mile and a half of a military reservation. (laughs) Mm. Driggs fought the law in the courts, but lost. But the law won. The law won. (laughs) His feverish battle aroused the curiosity of the U.S. Secret Service. (laughs) Oh, my God. Agent John S. Bell, posing as a servant, got a job in the house. It wasn't long before he learned that Driggs was operating the largest counterfeiting ring in the country, turning out hundreds of thousands of dollars in fake bills and coins in the basement. That Whoa. is a victimless crime, though. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, I, as long as, like, only a few people can pull it off, it is a victimless crime. Mm-hmm. It's basically what the government does. What, yeah, right. <laughs> in the final roundup, an agent named Danello was killed, so not a victimless crime. Mm-hmm. Most of the gang was captured and I think this number is $25,000 in counterfeit bills was found cached near the house. Damn. Dang. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, let's see. Driggs was sent to prison, later was paroled, and died in serenity several years later. I wonder if they meant senility. (laughs) The serenity Serenity. of senility. Serenity now. (laughs) Senility now. The house was sold to Joe Nybert, who promptly moved in with his large family. Seven of his children were born there. When he died, the house- That's practically a brothel. I know, right? When he died, the house went to his widow, Louisa. Her estate now controls the ownership. One of her daughters, Mrs. Catherine Mazak of 4016 Stonehaven, watched the demolition this morning. Quote, I'm glad to see it down, she said. It was an eyesore and expensive to maintain. Oh, wow. wow. Okay, Catherine. (laughs) Yikes. Mrs. Mazak has a great childhood. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Who hurt you? Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. It was an eyesore. Your it was an eyesore. And expensive to maintain. <laughs> Mrs. Mazak, as a girl of eight or nine, knew Driggs. His daughter, Florence, was a constant playmate. Together, the Nybert and Mazak families have had at least one member living in the house until four or five years ago. Several years ago, it was converted into an apartment house containing four units. A fire two years ago forced the city to condemn the house. The land, which belongs to the Nebert estate, will be sold. Wow, she's been through some shit. She was a beautiful house. There are some pictures on the drive, which will be on the blog. And also some pictures of them tearing down the cupola. Just a couple of terror downers. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. She looks pretty. That's gorgeous. Yeah, she's pretty. And now it's just torn Damn. down. That's they sad. just tore it's it really down. Sad. Yeah. How dare you call that an eyesore? Yeah. It looks like a TB ward. Mm-hmm. It, it does because of like, the big front porch. Like they air front. themselves. Yeah. Air out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, you've been prescribed a month of air. Mm-hmm. Yes, and sunlight. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, that is the Driggs house. Thank wow. you to Ben. For sending that in. Love it. Okay, my next obit for an actual person. This was sent in by Chelsea M. James Frank Crummel, a.k.a. Jim, Mm -hmm. died on April 6th, 2022, in the house that he built, fulfilling his lifelong wish of having someone haul his dead body out of the house that he built. (laughs) (laughs) Over my dead body. You'll have to haul me out of (laughs) here. I'm assuming that that's what this meant because the actual sentence wasn't copied and pasted very thoroughly. So uh, we're just going with this because it's funnier. He was born in uh, Wausau, that place in Wisconsin, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. on November 26, 1941, and was baptized the very day that Pearl Harbor was bombed. (laughs) I love how folks of a certain generation love... On this day in history, uh-huh. they love, love to mention it, even yeah. though it's not relevant to, to anything, especially if it's anything. like a national tragedy. Yeah, I I don't get it, but mm. go off. It's definitely up. <laughs> it's like a baby boomer love. Mm. It's like that. It's like that Curb Your Enthusiasm episode when someone was like, oh, my brother passed away on 9-11. And Larry's like, <sighs> yeah, but he was uptown. <laughs> nothing to do with him <laughs> yes 
thousand fucking percent. Like, no. Oh, I don't. love that so much. You're more there. Oh my god, my brother passed away on 9 11. Damn it, he was up. <laughs> and I love it when he challenges other people's grief. It's so good. It's too good. I fucking love that show so much. <laughs> Okay, back to this obit. He was married to the woman who put up with his curmudgeonly personality, who, according to him, quote, didn't sweat much for a fat woman. Oh, oh my God. For 42 no. years. I don't know how Funny. I'm supposed to feel about Jim. <laughs> well. I think I hate Jim. <laughs> does Jim <laughs> redeem himself? Yeah. Jim, does Jim get better? Right now, really. he's from Wisconsin. Wants He's to fat shaming his wife, Pearl Harbor, Harbor, <laughs> and yeah, fat shaming his wife. So he does wear novelty T-shirts uh, in the vein of "I don't need Google, my wife knows everything." Oh no, okay. very specific type of person. Yeah. All right, all There's right. Pictures. On I the track. think I know God. everything I need to know. Need to know about Jim. So I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> He was a sheet metal worker and practiced his trade in many of the factories and paper mills in central Wisconsin. Could not pay me to work in a paper mill. God bless people they who do. They smell terrible. They smell really bad. Man, I don't know why. They smell worse because it's rotting pulp. Wood pulp. Mm, yeah. Okay. It's worse than like sulfur. It's so nasty. It's, it's up I don't there get with it. like a pig slaughterhouse. Yeah. Smell. I'll yeah. take pigs over chickens. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, Chickens are really gross. Anyway, in his free time, he could be found working on his house that he never finished, ironically, because he died in it, and enjoying cheap beer. His life philosophy was, the best beer is a free beer. That I respect. His many nieces and nephews knew to never pull Uncle Jim's finger because another one of his life's philosophies are, farts are fun. Jim, oh. don't give them away for free. <laughs> yeah, you could be making a thousand bucks a jar. Yeah, really. He also enjoyed having cookouts and sharing stories around a campfire. After his, About his Pearl Harbor days. Probably. <laughs> After his retirement, he liked to travel the country in his camper, especially enjoying the Lake Superior region. She is beautiful. Many mornings he could be found with his back to Canada following his favorite Monty Python quote, I fart in your general direction. General direction. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He likes Monty Python. That's redeeming. Yeah. Hates Canada, though. <laughs> Fine. He, Fair. He was an avid reader, <laughs> and his family is pretty sure he never threw out a magazine, as evidenced by the shelves of periodicals that line the basement walls of his house. Me too, Jim. Me too. I was just going to say, this sounds mm -hmm. familiar. He is survived by many family members and a few friends. He was preceded in death by his ancestors, who, according to him, were all, quote, pirates, horse thieves, and train robbers. <laughs> Following the misanthrope's wishes, there will be no funeral or visitation. <laughs> there will be a camping cookout party this summer to share stories and beer. Guests will all leave with a stack of magazines. <laughs> That's brilliant. In lieu of flowers, have a shot and a beer in his honor. I love everything about his not funeral. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like for you and, frankly, Momar's funeral, we could do a stack of yeah. magazine mm -hmm. giveaway at the end. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I love that. Write that down. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you go ahead and write that I down. You write it I'm down. I'm not writing I'll that down. I'll be dead. I won't be yeah, there to find it. Put it in your 
Put it in your end of life care wishes. Oh, God. Okay. We have to get those books that's like, I'm dead, now what? And it's just basically right. like a, a fun will. Yeah. Amanda's dead for dummies. It's like a will worksheet. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. Okay. I have one more for you. Uh, so this one was sent in anonymously, but I, I believe that the sender was a childhood friend of the decedent. So Okay, so don't make fun of the decedent. Got it. You won't. He sounds amazing. Okay. Okay. So this is from the Chesterton Tribune, which will be important at some point in this obituary. Will it? It will. (laughs) (laughs) You sure? It will. And you'll like it when it comes out. Okay. (laughs) Cole Lewis Murray, aged 38. Of Chesterton, Ooh. Indiana, passed away on February 20th, 2022. Oh. So young. Given Cole's breakup history, though, it is surprising that he didn't go in early February so as to avoid having to buy his fiance Perry a birthday and Valentine's Day present. But alas, he went on his cousin's birthday just to steal her day. <laughs> also, he probably thought by dying before 40, he could avoid being roasted as... Uh, his brother was for his 40th, but he was wrong. Mm. So I'm glad that he's going to get a post-mortem roasting at his 40 would-be 40th birthday. Oh, my God. After spending $100,000 on a film degree, Cole used it to be an assistant editor on the extras for Step Brothers, the movie <laughs> Step Brothers. Nice. But then promptly returned to Chesterton to take on more impactful projects totally unrelated to his education. Mm-hmm such as writing strongly worded letters to Voice of the People and running Rogue Val's Pizza social media accounts unbeknownst to the owner. (laughs) An old soul since birth, what with his multiple open heart surgeries and bouts of gout, Cole's hobbies (sighs) included yelling about kids stealing his Christmas decorations. (laughs) Okay, yeah, he was not 38. (laughs) He was 83. Yelling at Dollar General semis driving down a residential street Mm. and yelling about the Chesterton Tribune for changing fonts. Mm. (laughs) There you go. It came in handy. That's important. You're right. I would notice and I wouldn't be pleased. This reminds me of that scene in Parks and Rec when like Ben is trying to tell April how like terribly incapable of change or surprises Leslie is. (laughs) And he like hands her a memo and is like, you know, babe, I decided I would just like update the the font in the memo to blah, blah, blah. And she's like, why would you do that? On what grounds? (laughs) She just like loses her fucking mind. Wow, that's me. (laughs) On an internal memo. Very inflexible. On what grounds? grounds? Imagine if we changed the font of Lucy's notes for the next episode without telling her. No, that's an easy fix. (laughs) I'm going to somehow make it so that she can only write in one specific No, view only, papyrus. No, don't (laughs) view only me. (laughs) I would be really Uh Don't view only me. (laughs) We are 100% changing your permissions in our company, Google Drive. Just for like one hour. I will hand write my notes to avoid having to use the Google Drive. I get it. Okay, back to this obit. Cole will be remembered for creating a video scavenger hunt that lasted 12 hours. Including such challenges as getting a tattoo. 
<laughs> Driving around naked for 20 minutes, eating two whole pies. <laughs> Trading shirts with a stranger. The hopeless attempt to drink a gallon of milk in an hour, to which Cole said, it, Ooh, came, kill it came up cold and almost as refreshing. Ew, 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 ew. I was with him until the milk. <laughs> Absolutely fucking not. You know he was just kidding. Mm. I don't know that. <laughs> he also enjoyed devising food challenges to determine the pecking order for various foods. Such challenges included a frozen pizza cook-off in which 21 frozen pizzas were all made at the same time and judged against each other. That's a service to the community. Oh, we'll get to his we'll service. get to his commitment to his community actually. He also had a birthday wing crawl that spanned 12 hours, three counties and numerous locations. I don't know why this man had gout. I can't imagine it. <laughs> I'm shocked. The winners were Connie's and Franklin House, respectively. He also had a 32-year-long feud with John Stamos, of which Ooh. John Stamos was completely unaware. Unaware, yeah. <laughs> Cole will also be remembered for having his first three cars all be old police cars and driving them all as if he were in hot pursuit. Love it. He was also a here you go, Kenyon. He was also a fierce advocate for science, education, and humanitarian causes, choosing to be a campaigner, a campaign manager for his friend Rodney to help advance those goals. And to show his love of local things, Cole collapsed and tried to die on 219 Day, which I can only assume was their like area code. Mm. Okay. And it was he collapsed on February 19th. Okay. All right. Loyalty to his community. Okay. Cole is survived by his parents, uh, Jim and Carrie Murray, to whom he lied about how he received every injury so they wouldn't know that their multiple open heart surgery child was doing such activities as playing tackle football. He mm. tripped on a decorative boulder. <laughs> <laughs> his sons, Jameson and Cooper, with mother Kate Murray, to whom it, uh, it would take the likes of Stephen Hawking to measure his love for. Aww. His equally tall brother, Kevin. <laughs> his fiance, his fiance Perry, Perry Gebert, whom he picked up at Val's one day, sliding a sugar packet in front of her and telling her she dropped her name tag. Oh, sugar. That was his pickup line oh, for his fiance. Yeah. Oh, my God. I wouldn't get it. I'd be like, what? Wait, what? <laughs> Also, his nieces and nephew, Conley, Lennox, and Warner, his maternal grandmother, and Jeopardy! watching partner, Dina Lewis, and by his beloved aunts, uncles, cousins, bonus brothers, and friends who may as well have been family. He was preceded in death by his maternal grandfather, Harry Lewis, paternal grandparents, Bonsall, and Eleanor Murray. Wow. And himself on Bonsall. several occasions. <laughs> what? <sighs> Because of his open oh, heart surgery. Oh, I was like, wait. I was deeply confused. But of all the times he this died, this this one was the worst. Oh, <laughs> honey. Well, a party will be held on May 28th at the Hawthorne Park Community Center from 4 to 10 p.m. Probably to celebrate him, but a party nonetheless. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, wow. Well, he had a full life considering he really how did. young 
He was. Yeah. And so, that, those real. decorative boulders will get you. They'll mm-hmm. fucking get you. Mm-hmm. Careful now. I mean, they're never in a spot they should be. They're never in a mm-hmm. natural location. Mm-mm. Well done. Anyway, so that's my coroner's corner. Wow. Well R.I.P., sweet angel. Yeah. So, yeah, like we've said, if you see some good obits or some, like, creepy news headlines, especially with, like, decomposition, you know me. Yep. Just send it my way. <laughs> yep. You know what I'm into. You know what I like. All right. Well, we love you all. We'll talk to you next month. See you later. Oh, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Wine and Crime. Our cover art is by Kala Yip. Music by Phil Young and Corey Wendell. Editing by Jonathan Camp. Check out our website and blog at wineandcrimepodcast.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at wineandcrimepod. If you have questions, answers, or recommendations to share, email us at wineandcrimepodcast at gmail.com. Episodes are available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, basically wherever you get your favorite podcasts. And if you like the show, please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It is the best way to spread the word. If you'd like to show your support, visit our Patreon page to keep this podcast and the wine flowing. Cheers! Cheers!